0: Animal looks up at the sky at night. What does it see? <laughs> it sees America's most omnipresent podcast, The Pod People. I'm Matisse Van Rossum. <laughs> Pretend that was me hitting a fridge.
1: Oh man,
0: <laughs> I, I was gonna
1: say I'm Ben Sheets, and I'm every refrigerator's number one enemy.
2: <laughs> Hello, and I'm Cleveland Mosier, and is your refrigerator running away? <laughs> You better go slap it
0: (laughs) (laughs) A frosty start to tonight's episode We keep it chill around here
2: I'm laughing so hard my mountainsides are aching Oh no (laughs) Fuck off That's not the tone we need to start this. Sorry, is that too much black comedy for you?
0: (sighs) Well, uh, this week was a Patreon pick, and uh, tonight's film was chosen by our newest honorary pod boy, Zach recommended a film called Black Mountain Side from 2014, d- directed by, apologies to this man in advance for the way I'm about to butcher his last name, but it was written and directed by Nick Zostakowski? Zostakowski. Nick S. Nick S. <laughs> we're just going to call it, we're, we're on a first name basis, we're just going to call him Nick. It has people in it. No one
1: we recognize. No.
0: Well, I mean, this is, uh, Zach, what Zach has done is given us, uh, I think a a pretty deep cut. I can't remember the last time we've talked about a movie that none of us have heard, like even heard of. Like even when we go into movies that none of us have seen, we've at least seen the trailers or heard of the movie or something. Or have cult renown
2: of some capacity. Yeah.
0: This is, uh, this one, uh, we're going to
2: first like a small director, like probably first time. Film, I would say, like if I it had looked guess, like
1: it on Letterbox. Yeah, like yeah. It um, you know, feature. like
2: a lower budget production. Um, and frankly, I wish we did more of these on the sh- on the show. I uh, I love I love this. Uh, Gotta get some deep cuts in there. I love this niche. So, I
1: will say it's a tricky minefield to navigate because a lot of new hyper indie, you know, horror movies are shit. Yes, but like this one. I, I watch most, most pretty good. Uh, I I thought you know it it was actually pretty good. There were faults to it, sure. You know it's yeah. I thought it was decent. Uh, you know we'll we'll talk about that more. It's it's you know almost minimal to a fault. Mm-hmm. I would say
2: just minimal to a fault. <laughs> minimal to some faults. The thing is, you
1: can you can do minimal with a small budget movie like this. Sure, but you have to give. A little bit more than they gave. Well The fact that there were like no close-ups it, yeah. at all. Oh,
0: that's yeah. the whole thing. We'll, we'll come back to we'll, that. We'll get into that. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. The premise of this movie, because uh, I'm guessing most of our listeners probably haven't heard of it either. It's set in a uh, in in the Arctic in Canada. An archaeological uh, team is excavating some old artifacts. They uh lose contact with the outside world, strange things and paranoia ensue. I was I was actually just thinking what this movie uh kind of reminds me of in a lot of ways is uh Seder. A little bit. But with kind of the opposite approach. I feel like this movie would uh or rather this story would be better served as like a novella or something. Because like the filmmaking is, you know, as you mentioned minimal, but like it is clinical. There yeah. is there is very little saying there's very little artistry sounds harsher. Than Artistic I mean it. flourishes. Yeah. Whereas something like Seder is a similar kind of movie, isolated wilderness, like weird supernatural stuff happening, you know, people going crazy. But Seder is a film that has, like, very little dialogue at all. It's all about visual storytelling and atmosphere, and this movie is, like, the opposite. It it doesn't seem to care about, like, being cinematic at all. And It's very dialogue-heavy. Yeah. It's very talky. So a lot of it is just wide, static shots of people in different rooms... Talking.
1: Yeah, and we get a few breaks from that. We get a few, honestly, kind of incredible long takes.
0: Especially towards the end, yeah. Yeah. There's one very
1: impressive. Uh, I I, I have
2: some good praise for this movie Mm. as well. However,
1: you know, I think, like you said, it's just very clinical, and I think of a comparison to, like, the thing with this movie, you know arctic paranoia this movie wants to be if, the yeah thing if we're on
2: ways, well yeah. and see that's if we're on comparing this film to other movies um the the first one that comes to my mind is sea fever uh epic pictures movie sea fever um uh, sure. a, a company i now work for <laughs> um uh, but it is very much uh reminiscent of that in that it is uh largely inspired by the thing like there's yeah, a lot a uh, lot to that plot. I think I prefer I prefer this movie to Sea Fever.
1: I do. Sure. Yeah, 100%. For sure. I will say but, for example with The Thing like it intersperses moments of tension with a great score by Carpenter and Ennio Morricone mm-hmm. which helps build the tension. This movie doesn't really have any music
2: at all.
0: No, there's and, I think there's some like sort of ambient
2: stings
0: like it's, me, it's ambient like, instincts. And yeah, uh right.
2: whereas um I think that there are a lot of other like films of this budget and quality that would yes, I think push for more atmosphere. And I think that's yeah. if I had to really pick one thing that I would really like to see more of in this movie, it would be that.
0: Atmosphere. Yeah. it would be yeah, atmosphere. I like
2: I think I think like Hagasusa, for instance, was like on a budget that this was This
0: reminded me a lot of Hagasusa. Really? Too. Because
2: yeah. I Hagasusa it's minimal, but, like, the one thing it does well, in my eyes, is atmosphere. Yeah. Like, it's a great atmosphere film, and, like, very little less. It's vibes, you know? But, like, this movie doesn't really bring the vibes. It's not It's not here. It's not trying to bring the vibes, either. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, very different goals. And when I say this movie reminds me of Hagazusa, I mean more in being a super low-budget, like, first-time filmmaker's sort of high-concept idea Mm -hmm. that, like, feels like it has a lot of stuff that it wants to say, but maybe doesn't quite know the best way, the the most adept way to do it. Yeah, Yeah,
1: and I I would even, you know, compare it to things like In the Earth in some ways, Mm -hmm. in that it's very environmental horror. But the thing is, this movie puts the environment very much in the background. Yeah. Right? Like, we get bits and pieces. You know, this is an archaeological dig team, you know, uncovering an ancient artifact of sorts. Yeah, some kind of structure. structure, Mm -hmm. uh, That is kind of an anomaly to the area. And that alone is very interesting. Yeah. But... You know, again, that is put very much well, in the background. Yeah, but what do the they film. do with it?
0: The film yeah, the but film doesn't do they seem do interested it? in showing us any of that stuff, but oh. it does seem very interested in telling us about it. It's so weird. And that's why I feel like this movie, like this story, would be better served as like a short story or a novella, like in a written medium where you can get all of this information that they're talking at us, but let your mind sort of make it a little bit more interesting yeah, you, know, you know by I having having some of that creativity that's, that's an
2: interesting point is i think i would have i agree i think i would have gotten more out of just reading the script than watching the movie i
0: like i like a lot of the like narrative concepts of this yeah movie. yeah i think it has a lot of good ideas but i think it kind of struggles to show them in like a way that's engaging yep it is just like so much of it is just Very bland shots of people talking and like without much variety, not a lot of cuts, very long takes. It's just like scene after scene after scene of this for. And it's not not
2: long takes of like, like carefully, like plotted out cinematography or like these blocked out shots. It's usually like long takes of like the helicopter at the beginning, for instance, like the helicopter. We see the helicopter flying in, fly in land, the people disembark they walk, unload
0: all the shit the unload
2: way, all yeah. the shit walk off you know and then the helicopter gets up and we watch it fly away back out over the they mountains get
0: their now worth.
2: clearly it's because like shit exactly they they they, yeah. they, they dropped some serious yeah. cash on a helicopter <laughs> like they want to show it they want to get the most out of the shot how cool is it we got a helicopter and they are very excited to show us that they got a helicopter and I don't blame them like, like you know like especially at that scale like that is that is an impressive feat like from a filmmaking perspective from a general audience perspective but it's less. like so, while
0: we're watching why do we care? I mean, right, we'll exactly. See, We've we'll seen a from the, Which is care, yeah. my
1: general audience
2: perspective. From uh, an
1: editor's standpoint, they that's not the only time they do that. Like, for example, there's multiple times in the movie where someone is called in on the radio and they hang up and then they run over to yeah. wherever well, the action is. It's always, is. Um,
2: and this is this is a, a, a fault, this is also a problem with the script, which is, uh, yeah, that, that like half our scenes, if not more than like half our scenes, start with... Person gets called on the radio. Hey, you need to come down here. It's important. Click. You know, or hey, you need to come here. There's no time. Click. Hey, you need to come down here. Uh, I'll just describe it to you when you get here. Click. You can get away with that a couple times, but like it, like most of the scenes start. Well, with and
0: that. then and then click, and then they the the character who was talking on the radio sits there while we have to wait for the person come, coming from wherever they are in the camp to get to the location, you Yeah, know? it's like, like, it's past, like just pass the time. It's like, no, we can cut, we can cut this. Like, we yeah, can cut yeah. to them, then entering. Or we don't have to sit there in silence while they run if, across the camp. If you yeah. need
2: that amount of time, if you want, like, there to be a sense of chronology, give me a shot of the ice dripping off of like some leaves or something
0: something. like cutaway give me something to look at this film has zero cutaways
2: Mm -hmm. yeah no no it's so true and like uh again to to, which is what ben had mentioned earlier and i think like can we let's just go ahead and talk about it because we need to we need to like go into this one at full so uh a big point um that i think like first really caught my eye when we were started watching this was uh when they were looking at the object that they were there for so it's an archaeological it's an archaeological dig site this team is there when i'm describing this to you i'm sure like dear viewer or whoever like i i'm sure you like the first thing you were thinking of is something indiana jones like or something even like in the guyver you know or something like that's uh two i guess dark hero i guess is the name of that yeah. one but like um because it does it does use a good map painting Like even even like that Sentai film, Uh, you're you're thinking there's going to be like some sort of a like shot there. And it's like, cool, it's a low budget movie. Like they don't have a map painting. That's fine. So someone made an artifact. They did. They did like, you know, get an artist in some capacity to to make like a large tablet that is partly like submerged in the soil that they're slowly digging away around. And like they set up the set. So it looks like an archaeological dig site. And we never once get a close-up of yeah. the thing. Like, it's always at a distance. And, like, not, like, at an epic distance. It's, like, mid-range. Like, well, it's and- kind of right there. We can look at it, but, like, we never get to, like,
0: see the well, thing. the
1: worst offender is when they have something on, like, the table. And he's, like, pointing yeah. down to it. Yeah.
0: And he's tell- describing, like, the carvings and the symbols on it. But we never get a cutaway to a close-up of what they're looking at. It's literally
1: just out of frame. I was making the joke during the movie that it it almost felt like they didn't account for the the widescreen bars for the letterbox like like it got
2: letterboxed out but like even if like the letterboxing wasn't there and we got like more of the frame beneath so it's
0: it's it's still so far away it's It's a a wide wide shot
2: shot. yeah and and no close-ups in this movie
0: it that's uh, yeah that that moment isn't the only time they do that it's like multiple times where they're like describing something that they're standing there looking at they're describing it for the audience's benefit and the descriptions are cool I mean, it sounds interesting yeah. and they're looking at it, but like the camera is so removed from it and never cuts to a close up. So we can see that, like, okay, yeah, they're looking at an old piece of pottery or whatever and they're describing what's on it, but w- cut to it. Let me see it. Yeah. And, you know,
1: I think you can do clinical, distant films like this. The thing is, a lot of times with films like this, The music does a lot of the heavy lifting of atmosphere. Sure. You know, I think of something like The Lodge, where a lot of the shots Mm -hmm. are very distant and, like, it's very detached almost. But the music really carries it and brings in that atmosphere and brings everything together. Yeah. I mean the lodge has like a good mix too and like the sure it's not as excessively distant as like having zero close-ups yeah the the cool thing that the
0: lodge does is that like the the little girl in the lodge has the the dollhouse version Mm -hmm. of the house like in her bedroom so like throughout the film we get like lots of close-ups from like inside the dollhouse Mm -hmm. and then it'll like cut to that set in the movie so it's like there is a sense of like drilling down on detail and like showing what needs to be seen especially for a story that's revolving around like uncovering mysterious artifacts and stuff like that and like sort of unprecedented discoveries like that kind of stuff you can show us Mm -hmm. like you don't have to show us the monster or whatever you can keep that mysterious but like if you got artifacts with like weird symbols and like paintings of like animal gods and stuff, like for the love of God, show it! Like, what it? What? I'm I'm just so curious. Like, what's the deal here? Like, what's did, the deal did, with artifacts? Did they not have like a, a a like prop designer or something who could do that kind of stuff? So they just had to find like some old looking pottery and like keep the camera away from it so we couldn't see that it doesn't have the things on it that they're describing like i
2: that's well see but what's weird is like then change your description a little bit you know like this movie did seem very like by the book like okay we're reading the lines as they are off the off of yeah. the script mm-hmm. like there there didn't seem to be a lot of improv or whatever largely because like the actors all, didn't really like seem like that capable the of characters it
0: characters are all researchers and scientists so like it's very like it's all very dry. But they're see, here's dry, a- and honestly I
1: started to get the characters confused a little bit yeah, like almost they're not all the time.
2: particularly distinct. They're they're dry scientists and they all have beards and I I it was yeah, yeah it was a little difficult from time to time mm-hmm. like you can tell like you can tell like the one kind of focal character because he has Kurt, uh, Kurt, he, he Russell, just is hair. Kurt Russell from the thing. Like, well, he's got the sweater, too. Like yeah. they just like completely decked him. With, like, we're going to make you look like Kurt Russell. Like that was the intent. And except
0: he doesn't have any of the like on screen physicality or personality of Kurt Russell. Like, he's he's the <laughs> yes. he's like the, the shortest guy in this group of guys so he's like kind of diminutive and like he just you you
2: can you can change just by how you shoot right like like, like you can you can fix that with cinematography it does
0: does feel like he's supposed to kind of be like the kurt russell analog and like his haircut is i found it distracting (laughs) because as as we've said like it just is the same haircut that kurt russell has in the thing and that was a haircut that was in style was and... in style in the early 80s yeah. whereas like yeah. nobody has hair like that anymore so it's just like this weird anachronism but again he doesn't have any of the the charisma of kurt russell so he i i he just reminded me of Michael McDonald. Like that's <laughs> that's all I, I got. Mm-hmm. I I was getting from him more than uh, more than yeah. Ker Russell.
2: But yeah, the, the the camera like very rarely even like shoots from the hip. It's largely like shoulder like shots, which um, give it like a made for TV kind of feel.
0: Conversations aren't even in like your typical shot reverse shot. Like it's yep. you you know what it what it feels like. It feels like every scene all they got was a master shot. Yep. And that and yes. the whole the whole movie is all the master shots edited together. It almost has a, a stage well play kind
1: of vibe it to does. it just because it does. you're yeah. always taking these single shots of everything happening in sort of a tableau in front of you almost totally, you know, and you don't get back and forths or cutaways or any, anything to break that up. It's just what you see is what you get. Mm
0: -hmm. And I, and this movie really needs something to break it up because like, even if the subject matter is interesting, which I think it generally is because because so many scenes are just a, a master shot of people talking it does just feel like you're just sort of sitting there, like eavesdropping on like some dudes at the library talking, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. And it's like it needs it needs something to engage the viewer a little bit more in some of that yeah. stuff. Cause yeah. here's the thing, right? Like I
2: I love dry stuff. I grew up watching like almost exclusively PBS. <laughs> you know, and like Nova specials and other yeah. things. I'm I am notoriously like uh, a Star Trek nerd to the point that annoys both of you. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I love I love dry science shit. Um, I go out of my way to watch YouTube channels of dry dry science bullshit, and I just I think that you have to be very careful about how you approach that. For, you know, like a general audience or mm-hmm. whatever else, like that. And I think this movie, like, I, I do kind of respect this film in that, like, it kind of feels like it doesn't care about general audiences to a degree where, like, yeah. is a detriment. In some circumstances and also in other circumstances, I kind of respect well, again, it. again, like, in the exact same... Like, they same, don't care. Like, they're not trying to do that. They're just trying to tell their story. And, the like, that's kind of cool. In the
0: same way that films like Hagazusa and Seder don't care about general audiences. Yeah, but
1: I think the difference is with both of those, especially Sader, for personal biases. Sure, of course. Uh, but away. I think... <laughs> I think they use the medium more, yes, you know, I okay. think yes. like we just yes, mentioned this film probably would work better as a stage play or a novella, you know, yeah, just because the way
0: it's shot caters it to it doesn't that. utilize the medium like mm-hmm. almost at all
2: there's there's something to that utilitarian like aspect of it that i i I would appreciate i and I do I do appreciate to yeah. some capacity, but like. I would appreciate more if, uh, I think it had ramped up a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. By nature, it's very slow. Before we get into that, while we're still on the subject of of how it shot and presented, like, over halfway through, there's a shot, it's just, like, one of the characters, like, in his bed, like, just sort of sitting up smoking a cigarette and like light is spilling in through the window and kind of like highlighting his face and like the smoke is like catching the light and it was like, yeah. And, and it's the kind of thing that like in most movies, I wouldn't give a second thought to, but it was like in this movie, like that shot happened. I was like, kino you know it's like whoa this is the most cinematic shot that's been in this fucking movie so far and it's just like it it was just like whoa one really nice simple but like nicely framed and lit shot with like some atmospheric perspective from the cigarette that he was smoking finally it's like it's so basic but in this movie like that lit that stood out it's like ah what the fuck cinema yeah. Um, and, there are, and there and there were a few of those. Yeah. Uh, well, and on top of those, that,
2: but- there were there were continuity errors as well. Or at least, I like not super bad. Um and like largely forgivable, but one that stood out to me was there's a shot of a guy talking briefly. Um and he puts his hand up over his head. Um, he's sort of sitting at a desk, and his like his his elbow is propped on the desk, and he puts his hand up in front of his head, and the camera cuts back, and his arm is in like a very different position, and he's leaning forward in a very different way, or is he leaning back instead of forward? And then he's surrounded by people. Yeah, and it was just very apparent that, and it kind of, to the degree like it was kind of it kind of jarred me a little bit, like that it was in the same scene, you know, yeah. like because uh, his arm was like in a different position, but like he's still in the shot, like in the next shot. So it, it it didn't feel very clean and again like a cutaway would have solved that like like with I think like good editing and you know on set getting enough cutaways cuz like I yeah. do wonder it's like like it was if it didn't feel, it felt felt so utilitarian that like I do wonder like how much
0: That's why you got to get coverage when you shoot. Yeah. You got well, to get
1: coverage. That's the thing too because it's shot so clinically The things that stand out are, you know, continuity errors, you know, like they they stand out because we don't have much else to grasp. So if things don't
0: align perfectly,
1: they pronounce themselves much more. Yeah,
0: I caught one where like dude sits down at the desk and like puts a cigarette in his mouth and goes to light it and it's like, the end of that cigarette has been lit before. It's like he they they did a shot where he sat down, lit it, and they're like, "Okay, cut. We need to do that again." And so they like put the cigarette out, and then instead of grabbing a different cigarette for the new take, they From just use yeah, the same yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed when uh, the guy
1: was using the stress ball, when it cut to the wider shot of him, he had it in the
0: other in hand, the opposite hand, and then it would go back. And again, um, a cutaway. Yeah. that's exactly. all you need for any of
2: those is a cutaway. Yeah,
0: I wonder what the editor was even yeah. working with well, in a movie like this.
2: So when our protagonist first gets to the base, earlier I mentioned this, but the when the the guy first gets there, there's a really apparent moment that brings up how they kept the script, and that is uh, the the guy leading him around um, says like repeatedly says how much of a shithole this place yeah. is that they're in, but. The cabin looks nice. It looks like resort esque. It's small and like it's not very big, but it's not itty bitty either. Yeah. Like it is, it like it looks like a reasonable space to live. Like while you're working on like a dig site, and it sure as fuck beats a tent.
0: I'm willing like, to for, I'm willing to forgive that just in the sense that like at this point that character has been out here for like over a year. So He's jaded. He's jaded, whatever. What I found more uh jarring in that scene, maybe jarring's a little harsh, but um is how many times in that one scene, and one shot really, because a lot of these scenes are just like one wide shot, that character says how shitty something in the room is or how shitty yeah. the room is. It's just like over and over and over again, he's like, he's like, yeah, this place is pretty shitty, but, you know, it could be worse. There's the bed over there. The bed's kind of a piece of shit, but, you know, like, it'll do. And uh, that there's a vent next to the bed. You can hear the laundry, and it gets loud, so that's pretty shitty. But there's some air that, there's some, like, warm air that comes up from the laundry room, so it's actually not that shitty. Yep. It's like, whoa, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thesaurus, mix it up a little, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I mean, geez, this is a, that's real nitpicky, but I mean, it's it's this is the kind of movie where it's easy to hone in on these little things because, just frankly, there's not a lot going on for most of the movie. Yeah.
1: Well, I will say, you know, that's a good segue into like the actual story and yeah. concepts going on because that stuff, I think works pretty well mm-hmm. I think that stuff is pretty cool praise time you know it's as we mentioned earlier it's very thing-esque in terms yeah. of you know arctic paranoia there's sort of a force there's there's an entity yeah. or something you yeah. know uh, it's a one too. cephalopods octopi octopodes they didn't do anything with that <laughs> we, we don't have to get into that
2: I will, yet. yeah I'm, a, I'm, um, I'm kind of okay with that to a degree
1: but, you know, I think, in a way, that idea of having, like, brain octopi, brain octopodes that make you see Cephalopods, yeah. ancient ones,
0: yeah, it's it, awesome. That's an awesome concept. It's it's very Lovecraftian. This reminded me, uh, in concept way more than execution, again, uh, but I, I got a lot of At the Mountains of Madness vibes, mm-hmm. you know. A uh, research team in a very cold, isolated place. Except this time, it's the Arctic instead of the Antarctic. Uncovering strange artifacts that sort of like drive them mad a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I I think the the way it builds a sense of dread is pretty good. You know, like they have they're a hundred miles from the nearest uh, town or reserve.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a. Um, An indigenous people's uh reservation i almost said native americans but they're in canada so native canadians um yeah yeah, there's a there's a reservation a hundred miles south and that is one thing is like all of the workers at the camp are like indigenous people and then Mm -hmm. like early but we never really see them yeah not really i mean we kind of see a couple of them like walking around like sort of like brushing stuff off the dig site because you know they're the ones who are unearthing it but, yeah, I mean, then it's just like one of the, the talky bits as they come in is like, oh, all of our workers left in the middle of the night. But, oh, did they go south back to the reserve? No, they went north. But we're the farthest point north. And we're the farthest uh, the farthest north. I was expecting them to come back
2: or something. Yeah. Or us to see something of that. That would have yeah. been cool. Yeah.
0: I mean, I... I
2: Anything would have been cool.
0: I, I don't mind mm-hmm. that... Uh, they just kind of walk off into the wo- into the wilderness I think Never that, again. That's like,
2: really creepy in and yeah. of itself, you know. But they didn't show it. Like it would have been cool if they'd shown it. Like we'd seen like their group like leave in the night and just like walk into the woods and just that's it, you know. Like I, I agree then, but. We, or, or, or if we'd seen more of them set up to begin with, like there had been some breakfast interactions, you know, or just like sitting down at mealtime and they were like, like we, we met these characters in some capacity. Again, I get it. There's a budget. Like clearly you're working with limited cast, limited, you know, whatever. But like, and I, I get that, but still, well, like it I is think... a bummer because like we don't get to see these people like walk into the woods or we get to, we just get to hear from it and everything else in this movie is heard from. Well, I think that one of the examples of the clinical nature of this movie kind of
1: undermining it because we do get a little build up with the murdered cat Yeah. right mm-hmm. the, the cat is murdered in front of
0: this uh in front of the structure, structure. Yeah. which again we don't really see like it we see it we but see it's it from like the same distance we've previously
2: seen yeah
0: and it's like you can't the tell artifact. you can't tell what it is until two of the characters walk into frame and say, what is that? Oh, that's so-and-so's cat. It's like, I wouldn't have known what the fuck that was otherwise. Again, like, telling us instead of showing us. But anyway, uh, you were saying. Well,
1: no, I, I think that's exactly the point, because that would have given you a chance to build these characters more. That's just one example of them, you know, adding another plot point with these characters, where you could dwell on that just a little
0: bit to give us a little texture to these characters. Yeah, we never see the reaction of the dude who owns that cat. They find the the dead cat, and then like one of the workers is We also never
2: saw the cat beforehand.
0: No, we did. While they're playing poker, it hops up on the table, and they pet it. And then, oh, okay. yeah, the guy, and then the guy comes in and is like, oh, cat, get off the table, oh, um sorry, so yeah, I forgot, we, yeah, so we but, did we did see that well, that's good, but it's like, yeah, they they find the body and then it cuts to like them talking to one of the workers who's like, Oh, yeah, I saw so and so kill the cat, and then they call so and so on the the radio, and they're like, Hey, so and so, did you kill so and so's cat? and he's like, No." Like, well, why did somebody, why did this so-and-so say you did it? It It's like, I don't know. I didn't do it. And then he hangs up and he's like, well, he didn't do it. Well, he didn't do it. (laughs) And it's like, and then that's just kind of dropped. And it's like, okay, I guess it's not the most important thing. But like, I'm a cat owner. I'm a cat daddy if i was on this like research base and i brought my beloved cat to keep me company in like the depths of winter and somebody like brutally murdered it and left it outside of like a mysterious like ancient structure i would lose my shit yeah like i would fucking wreak havoc on that camp until i found who did it and punished punished the shit out of that you'd like you'd like
2: citizen kane like the inside of every cabin like yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> just like throwing dressers and shit i would yeah and it's like i know you would and
0: it's like we don't like the person whose cat is just is like butchered like we, we don't never get close see, up
2: we don't get a, a mid shot we don't get anything yeah we it's don't even like,
0: see that character be like no my cat you yeah. know like, like there's, like, there's fuck.
2: nothing like ah my cat yeah and
0: it's just like and it's just moving on to the next thing
2: yeah and it's, and like, that's, that's the thing of it. Like, I, I like dry clinical stuff. I've mentioned this before, but like, S- Star Trek knows to do that. Like, Star Trek is really good about, like, incorporating that kind of drama. Like, and I mean, like, OG Star Trek and next gen, like, of course, but someone's cat goes missing or whatever else like that, you, you best believe we're going to get like a close up yeah. of mm-hmm. their reactions to that and their, their concerns.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it just, it, like you can't connect with any of these characters at all because they they're all pretty emotionless except for the one dude who's angry all the time who keeps hitting the fridge
2: (laughs) (laughs) just hitting stuff yeah well the fridge especially he gets mad when the guy is throwing a ball
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i mean he he has he's has a lot of like rage problems and you know like spoilers like he towards the end, like, he just sort of goes through all the cabins, just, like, shooting everybody. Which is awesome. Um, which the best, is, that's the yeah, best sequence yeah. in the film. It's, it's very well done, but, uh... Um, yeah. we, we can talk about that. But, like, the number of times like they're having an argument about like how to approach something or like something weird's going on and he just like bang, he just like slaps the fridge like he's always like standing next to the fridge like we turned it into a running joke well, while was, watching this movie it was because funny because he keeps hitting the fridge he did it twice early character. on
2: yeah he did it twice early on and then there's he another scene where he, he kicks he kicks like the cabinet next to the fridge. And then T's like, Damn, it's a shame we didn't hit the fridge. And then he hit the fridge. And he hit the fridge <laughs> there's
0: one there's one scene where he hits the fridge twice in the same scene. Shit. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We're well, it, when he's like standing guard outside one of the dudes who's lost his mind's room later with the gun. It's in the same room as the fridge, and we're like Is he gonna shoot the fridge? And that's (laughs) his final act of vengeance. The ultimate culmination. He spent this whole movie beating up this fridge. Is he gonna shoot it, or is the fridge gonna shoot him? We don't know. Well, unfortunately, neither. But but here's
2: here's what's kind of a bummer is that whole aspect that we've made a joke out of this guy hitting a fridge is probably like the best bit of like character building because it's sort of what made me remember his character and like pee you know like not pee into him but key into him um yeah, i'm sorry i'm a few white claws but uh you can leave that in. i don't care but um uh we, we really keyed into this character because like he's he's hit the fridges but if you think about the other characters like like uh there's a guy who looks kind of like kurt russell and this guy likes to hit fridges we don't get anything like a character likes to make friendship bracelets even though he's kind of masculine or he likes to play chess with one of the other guys or something. Yeah, you know there's what I mean?
0: there's no there's no like defining character yeah. traits like, that One sort of the character yeah, at some guys. point
2: is playing a video game, but we never get anything else
1: with that. I mean, look at the thing. Like Kurt Russell at the beginning is like Playing a video game on his computer. He's playing, on.
0: he's, yeah, he's playing computer chess. Yeah. And he gets mad because the computer beats him and he dumps his drink. He opens up the computer and dumps his drink and yeah. tries it out. And yeah, we get. What I can only assume is yet another nod to the thing is that character playing that excruciatingly shitty looking game on new Newgrounds. <laughs> you said it's like oh shit, he's I was, on new like, oh, My man's on new but he's playing this like super shitty looking game on his laptop, and he loses, and he goes, oh, "God damn it!" and he just slams the laptop closed i I guess is that supposed to be like, like a like Kirk, a reference Kirk Russell Probably. Like, getting mad at losing a game that well, he's playing? What
2: like, else would it be because it's not really character building because like 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 pouring your whiskey. Over a computer yeah. to just like short it out like you're so pissed. It says so much about Kurt Russell's mm-hmm. character. Like it says like he's 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 not willing to put up with anything. He's willing to just salt the earth, which is great because later he gets a flamethrower put into his hands, and it's super gratifying because we've already been told what he's going to do with that flamethrower in that scene. Well, where t- like he pours whiskey on his computer. Also, it's whiskey. Like it says so much. You well, know, and it, um, he
0: doesn't he doesn't yell or like curse the computer oh, or anything. Yeah, which, he just he just like. He just sort of like stoically, like he loses, <laughs> opens up the hatch, grabs his Methodically drink, almost pours it in there, closes it as the computer's shorting out and gets up and leaves. leaves. <laughs> you know, like he doesn't he doesn't rage. It's like, yeah, that that kind of like little thing tells you so much of what you need to know about his character, as did yeah. in the introduction that like sets him apart from these other characters. And like the guy who keeps hitting the fridge in this movie is like the angriest one, but all these characters are like kind of just angry. Yeah, well, well <laughs> like the all, film that's kind of like the deep, when they're not being clinical, they're angry. Mm, that's mm-hmm. like the that's like the death. It's like they're well, either they're either talking sciencey anthropology stuff or they're briefly shouting at one another.
1: Well, there is a third phase too, because <laughs> yeah. you do have characters losing their minds.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That's true, and then going crazy. Um, which I will say,
1: like the the acting of people losing their mind in this movie.
2: Ooh, we got a lot to cover on that front, I but think before we do, pretty good. Yeah, because I agree. I will definitely. I will definitely yeah. want to get into that and hear your, your take on that. Um, but uh, yeah, when it comes to like the anger in this movie, um, I see this a lot. Like when we're watching like bad movie nights, like the, in the Dragic Speed Discord and like other stuff, which is where movies. Basically, like the writer, you can you can like actively see the writer saying to themselves, "This is where drama happens in a movie," and and so they just have characters shout at each other, and it doesn't reflect what people would necessarily do in that situation, or if it is, it's what a dumb character would do in that situation. Like, it doesn't make the characters relatable, um, and it doesn't reflect like true drama, like. Even if it's something legitimate, I think the best example is like after they have to like cut the guy's arm off, the characters are like um again, it's like a wide shot shoulder height um mm-hmm. the characters are all standing around, and the one character is up who came up the Kurt Russell character who came up to survey their surveillance like make sure that like everything is running and whatever, and mm-hmm. see if they can get them more funding and whatnot um is kind of gives them crap about like not having equipment for cauterizing a wound when it like to be amputated when they're not so far from society where like they were, they wouldn't have that equipment. They would send someone back to a real hospital long before like they need to have something cauterized. They're not in the Antarctic right like they're just they're in the arctic they're they have in a, like in they have, uh, a helico- Canada.
0: they have a helicopter that brings them like weekly supply drops like i mean the radio goes down or it doesn't really but for some reason their transmissions aren't getting out so like the the helicopter they've been cut off they've been cut off right so yeah exactly you're you're 100 percent right like they're in a position where like they have like a little triage station set up to like to to treat injuries and stuff until they can get somebody to a hospital but they're not equipped for amputate like full limb amputations because why would they be yeah if it it got to a point like where something need to be amputated they'd call in a, an emergency chopper to come in and airlift somebody out of there mm-hmm. you know so yeah for for uh for Michael McDonald to be like uh,
2: <laughs> no relation
0: for for Michael McDonald to be like uh uh like you cauterized his arm with a shovel you're ill you're you're not prepared it's like well yeah we didn't think fucking unearthing this uh they're a dig this, site. Yeah, this, this, uh, old, these old artifacts would, of course, you weren't planning any Yeah, it's 2014, yeah, right.
2: like in the modern world, uh, even like at, at, at range from the modern world, like they have like enough equipment to deal with that sort of thing, but not, of course, they're not like expecting to have to amputate yeah. somebody. Like, like they brought limes, like, you know, like they're, <laughs> they're not, they're not going to deal with scurvy. Like, they know what to do with that. They have hired a modern chef. Um, so yeah, it, it's weird that, that nothing happens. The has antibiotics
0: and Xanax and sleep. Yeah, which pills. he like, regularly yeah, gives he's to got, people. Yeah, they've got drugs. Ooh. You know, like if somebody gets injured, they can they can triage it until they can get them to to uh, to a real <laughs> hospital. But um, exactly.
2: But instead, and and here's the thing that that I, I find a bummer too is that in that scene, there could have still been shouting and stuff, but it should have been about how in the previous sequence. The arm that they amputated was amputated because it was writhing with weird tentacle bullshit going on inside of it. Mm -hmm. And and like in the thing, we get this wonderful sequence where the characters are all standing around being like, yo, there's some alien shit going on. We need a test for this alien shit, yeah. and all the characters are brought together for a, it's a brief moment. They do it immediately, but like they 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 come together and like they realize that even in that worst scenario where people are going crazy, and that's that's what everyone fucking misses about the thing. I think like when writers mm-hmm. talk about it amorously, like like what what folks really fucking forget about the thing is that. There is camaraderie in that movie because yeah. there has to be. Yeah. Because if if there isn't that camaraderie, when it all falls apart, it doesn't mean anything. And this movie starts there. And, like, it's... They're always shouting at each other. They're always doing whatever. But it's, like, you have to have them together to... Like, you have to have the sacredness of them coming together and working together for the profane to happen, for the, that, that to be separated and for it yeah. to mean something.
1: So um, having one introductory shot... Of them playing cards is not enough, essentially. Like no. that's Correct. about all we get of that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's
2: a that's a that's a portrait. Like it's not mm-hmm. yeah, like um well,
0: And to circle back to the the arm amputation thing, we do eventually get a scene where like the doctor is like revealing the results of the tests he's run on the arm and like what's happening to them like this weird bacteria or a virus is doing. But that should have come right after the arm amputation scene. Instead, it takes place several scenes later, also days later, like according a, a to the chronology. Full, a full week later because throughout the movie Jesus. it shows it shows yeah. like title cards of like the date so like we can see time pass. The whole movie is over the course of like just over a month. But like that the the scene where they're discussing like the disease or whatever that's infecting them is a full week in the film's chronology. After the arm is amputated, it's like it feels like they're circling around back to that, whereas like you said, in that scene where they cut his arm off, like we can see there's like things moving under the skin like it's like growing like it looks dope. Yeah, th- I, wish we, I wish we got a close-up
2: yeah. of I wish we got a close-up of that, too. There's well, it looked a-, a little rubbery when they cut it off, but I kind of like that about it. Like, that's not even a critique. Like, I, I thought it was really fun. Like, that whole scene. Like, yeah, like, the, the practicals. Like, whoever's making the practicals. There's
0: there's a lot of good effects mm. in the, in this movie. And to give the film, like, a, a point of legitimate praise, I think the, the one case where I think sort of the clinical nature of the filmmaking Is actually really effective is how it deals with the violence. It doesn't forecast any of it it takes you by surprise it just just happens yeah like the the dude getting his arm cut off is is a moment like that but also like a a couple of scenes later where dude just walks into the other guy's cabin and he's like mid-sentence talking to him and he looks over it's just like a smash cut and the guy is sitting there at the table with a knife and he sawed off his own hand and there's like no music sting or anything it's just like he looks looks over the camera cuts to it, it's like ah what the fuck like it's there's so, no setup it, 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 there's no foreshadowing of it there's no like it's sort of like creepy atmospheric buildup it's just like ah jesus and well it doesn't it does a
2: regular like like even the first uh like event quote that happens in the movie when the guy like barfs mm-hmm. like black fluid yeah. like he just does it it like, just happens it just yeah. happens and then it's over and no one really like looks at it or thinks about it or puts it like like we like, cut the, to a
1: week later <laughs> Yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah the yeah. week later, and
2: like um uh that that is that was really odd. Like that's when I was first kind of keyed in a little bit because first off it was like the first thing to happen in like a while yes. in the movie of anything, which I don't, I don't mind per se. Like I, I I actually really like how like the first half of this movie, like the clinicalness of it, like I think would have been kind of cool if like it had been like the characters had been made a little there bit more likable and more yeah a little something um or or like the if the the writing, I think, had played up a little bit more towards the latter half. Mm-hmm. But anyway, with that sequence, this is another example of, like, this character. Like, they're just having a conversation, then suddenly this guy just vomits black fluid onto the table. And, um, it's... Is it blood? No. Because the character... Like, you think it's blood, because like it's like, it's, like, it's like a fluid.
0: It's like dark fluid, and again... No close up. No close up. Yeah. So it's the kind of it looks like blood, but the characters don't treat it like he just threw up no, blood. Because and- if if
2: like you you're you're in like an isolated area and someone in your small party is like starts vomiting blood, I would immediately get away from. It. It's like holy shit, is this is like a hot zone. Like what the fuck is going on? Right? Like something is like like does this guy have Ebola? Does this guy have like some new virus? Which he does um or like what what is going on but but like the characters instead say like what did you eat today and he says, like, the same thing y'all had, you know? And it's like, yeah. well, okay, is is it coffee? Is he just, like, did which he just is, vomit his coffee? Which
0: is why I we came to the conclusion that it's not blood that he vomited up. It's just some sort of, like, dark yeah. liquid. it have thing. to be. Because, because if if like, was, this is not, not blood, how the character should have reacted If it's blood, to it. yeah. it's not how they would have well, reacted Well, the fact yeah. that
2: they
1: immediately follow it with a, a date card for, like, a week later, and yeah. we see... Uh, the doctor follow up with the guy and he talks about how he still feels like shit and yeah. hasn't slept it kind of undercuts the uh, the urgency of that scene Yeah, like that scene where he's vomiting cool. blood feels very in the moment and well, you know I... worrisome and yeah they immediately cut it and then they're like, eh,
2: it wasn't that big of a I, deal. I thought I thought that like when he first like stops and he vomits on the table, it's like, Oh shit, they're doing an alien chestburster scene. Yeah. yeah. That's the direction I thought they were gonna go with it. And instead, like it's just okay, one week later he's still kinda sick and that's it. And it's like okay. I will say, this kind of brings
1: up a larger issue with kind of the date cards, because the date cards are something I think that would work really well in, like you said, a novella. Mm -hmm. However, in this movie, I think a lot of times it feels like they undercut the urgency of things going on. Totally. Because things happen, and suddenly we get a date card that jumps several days forward, and it feels like,
0: oh... I guess those things just fizzled out. Well, and not only that, it also kind of introduces, I'm assuming inadvertently, uh, a continuity thing, too, because, like, after the supply drop is three days late, when they start to realize something's wrong, they're, like, putting fuel into the generator, and one of them says, like, like, how long... Will our supplies last? And one guy says, maybe two weeks at the most. And then the rest of the movie is over the course of a full month.
2: Yeah, and it's like... And we never see them, like, scrounging for food or doing anything like that. like, people are dying off, so
1: there's less mouths to feed, but at the same time, you don't have as much of a sense of of dread because, like, that's not
0: an issue whatsoever that's thought about. Or shown. I I don't think there's any reason for, like, such a a focus on the passage of time in this movie anyway. I think it would be no. better served if we don't know how much time is passing. If we don't know like how long How long have we been the- on this rock? Right, exactly. 4
2: months, 2 days.
1: Help I mean, me even recollect. cutting night to day and back to night, like we're getting
0: that visually we know that time is passing yeah. obviously yeah. yeah but like the the dates don't add anything no there's if anything not,
1: they uh take things away yeah from there's
0: it. there's not like a ticking clock or anything it doesn't feel like a a, a specific passing of time is like important for like the supernatural events that's happening. That like, ooh, after a week this happens. Or and after two weeks, ooh, this happens. You the, know,
1: the true Arctic winter is coming, and right. the true cold is,
0: you know, thirty this. days of night is coming. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I think they could just remove the the yeah. the title cards entirely. We we should talk about the 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 deer god. <laughs> Yes, yeah, because um, uh, we've kind of we haven't mentioned that at all.
2: We've we've referred to a lot of movies. Um, I think this one came out the same year, uh, and that's the Black Coats Daughter. That's probably the closest comparison I could find because the Black Coats Daughter features um, a a guy in a bunny suit, and uh, you know, like that sort of represents Satan that's talking to this girl. I think and, you're
0: again of Donnie Darko. My yeah, mom. no, we never see the figure in the Black Coats Daughter. It's always just like whenever there is a figure, it's out of focus. It's kind of like a ro- a robed figure. Yeah. But in it's one, got like rabbit ears. It's got like like donkey ears in one shot. towards yeah, the Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: But that's what I'm saying is like it's it's super minimal. Yeah, like totally, and sure. it's but it's like that. It's like like maybe it's a rabbit, maybe it's a donkey. I don't know. It's you kind know, of animalistic. But it looks it looks loosely like a like a a, a children's doll at like full scale. You know, and like it's fucking spooky. Mm -hmm. Like *The Black Ghost Daughter* is a fucking horrifying film. It's a
1: spooky movie. Yeah. The 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 creature
2: in this one kind of reminded me of the ritual
1: in some ways, which I
2: still need to watch. Just kind
1: of (laughs) shrouded in darkness.
0: You see antlers vaguely. Frankly, I wish we had seen less in in this movie. Yeah, Uh, I because we do. We do see the the entity a few times, always from a distance, like a long distance, or in thick darkness. Because uh, I, you can tell even then that the prop is not so good. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's it's just it is literally just a deer standing on its hind legs which i think could be scary if it didn't look so derpy <laughs> you know i,
2: I, I mean? thought it'd be kind of spooky like um in a Conce- couple of the shots
0: conceptually i, I think it's kind of yeah. spooky and like some of the shots where like you can barely see it like like ben said where you can just kind of see like the antlers with like some light sort of playing off Tell the silhouette. That kind of that kind of stuff works better, but there, especially towards the end, like there's like right at the very end, there's just like a like an extreme like long shot from a distance of it, just like standing like out in the woods, and it's like that looks like a puppet because it was,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer because like the the thing that really visually I didn't have so many problems with it, um. I don't mind it looking like a puppet. What I just would have preferred is like if it was filmed like with like better lighting and like made a better angle. Uh, Show
0: less of it. But
2: what really kind of killed it for me was the voice. Like really,
0: I I'm the opposite. I, I think I would have liked to see much less of it, but I didn't mind it talking to people. I liked like the, I, I thought okay, the voice. I was kinda
2: liked cool. it. Um, I don't know if I would call it cool. I I got like a lot of joy out of it, but to me, it just it sounded it didn't have like um any really like ambience put on it or anything it else needed, like that. It and needed. so it just sort of sounded like a person going like, "I am the beast." Listen but, to the voice the of the vocal, mountains.
0: The vocal processing could have used some work. Yeah, it, yes. does, it does sound a little bit like some Lich I was about vocals. to say, yeah, yeah it, sounds, it's it sounds very like, belchy. Yeah, Look it sounds, it sounds like it sounds like Demi-Lich a little bit. But I think it's kind of cool. Like I, I, I it's think that, cool. it's I think not that super it's, fucking
2: cool though. Like I was saying, it's just like it's it's kind of cool.
0: The voice was almost there for me. I mostly liked it. I think it could have used something a little bit extra in the vocal processing like you said to give it like I feel like it needed like a sense of like depth yeah. sort of like you know something and I don't mean a reverberance and, like, pitch because it's very deep in pitch but yeah it's it needs a reverb to make it feel a
1: little more ethereal Etherial, yes bigger yeah
2: because yeah, like it's like it's in their minds yeah it's, it's like and it's supposed to be like like it coming into ours and and again too like for this premise that premise on paper like if i read this i would say yeah it's entering their minds it's trying to like it's the dark that's like slowly creeping in it's just like this weird astral entity that's like changing their there's the changing their brains on a cellular level and trying to like essentially like reach them through like weird like neural growth like that is so fucking cool but it's a very uh celestial ambient thing Mm -hmm. like you like uh, and 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 it's abstract and it's artistic and it's
0: it it needs some cinematography, like, and it needs some like which is which is why it's fucking hokey that it's just a deer standing on its yeah high legs, you know like,
2: what I mean? Um, and again, you can do that with a degree of flatness, and like I appreciate the directness of it. I'm not saying like do like swirly shots of muddy water or whatever else like that, like I, like like Hagazusa does. Like I just I just need like those shots of the deer to be like a little more shrouded
0: give give the impression more intent. give the impression of a deer don't just be a deer
2: yeah you know what i
0: mean like, yeah i i think that that's well because they one of the things they talk about a lot that we don't see they talk about is like on these artifacts they're looking at there's all these kinds of like pics and stuff of like animal gods and like this sort of pervasive like dear god that like we're seeing a lot we see and they're talking about they see a lot of like images of people with limbs removed and stuff like that you know which we see and it's like this is all very cool i like this but again it's like especially with the actual entity or god or whatever hint at that give us a silhouette you know let us see the antlers a little bit but don't don't just be a deer, you know. <laughs> Don't just be a deer standing up. You know what I mean. It it feels like it sort of detracts from uh from like the the sort of like astral nature of it. Well, because like uh, Michael McDonald, I refuse to call him Kurt Russell. Michael McDonald <laughs> uh, at, at the end, uh, you know, runs off to get help, and he meets the the god or whatever in the woods, and. You know, it has this monologue about, like, oh, when an animal looks up into the night sky, it only sees points of light. When a human does, they see stars and galaxies and billions of planets. Like, what do you think I see? Were you there when I created the stars? When I created time? And it's like, this is cool. It is cool. This is cool. But then... It'll cut to a wide shot of just a deer standing up on its hind yeah. legs and be like, "This is God." Yeah, and <laughs> to, like, like if I
2: was reading this, my mind would be sent in so many directions. Filling, yeah, that yeah.
0: that's again, that's my point. Yep. like it's just it's like the this the uh, our, our buddy Nick here. I, I think he's got some really cool ideas, but it doesn't feel like he quite has the vision. To uh, present them visually, and yeah. I think that it's like, yeah, if, if this was like if this was like a hundred page novella or something, I would get a huge kick out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I think I think
0: there's a lot of really cool ideas and concepts. It's just the execution is so sterile and just like kind of uninteresting. Mm that like it, it, it like it removes it removes the sense of like wonder for me for a yeah. lot of it where it's like if i had my imagination to fill in the gaps it's like whoa this shit is really fucking awesome mm-hmm. yeah and i will say like even
1: having the goofy deer like thinking about this being kind of just completely in their mind and being right. only what they could you know convey visually is a cool concept and like you could do fun stuff with that if you did close-ups you could do you know shifting things within the deer itself you know but again you get none none of that
0: it's, it's it's the thing about it is like it doesn't none of what we're asking for requires more budget yeah it just requires a little bit a little bit more creativity and, like, the presentation, yeah. you know? I will say,
1: on the positive, I do want to talk a little bit about people going mad in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's... One of the examples of a good bit of texture
2: in this movie. It definitely does it better than um, Sea Fever, which I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Whereas, like Sea Fever, like it has a guy like take off his shirt at one point and try and jump off a boat, and that's about it. Whereas this film, like, yeah, we we get some descents into madness. Simply yeah. After yeah. you, Ben.
1: Well, I was gonna say like the the character who uh, ends up kind of killing one of the other guys who had already. You know cut off his It was the
0: dude who'd gotten his uh, Arm it? Yeah it was the dude who'd gotten his arm cut off Because the dude who cuts off his own hand Is also the one who shoots himself yeah, Which and- is another great example of like the film Totally burying the lead And just sort of like hard cutting To a, a guy with like his brains Splattered all over the wall You yeah. know in a way that I really liked
1: Yeah and uh, this movie Well in that scene They, they you know Kind of show up After the fact and Mm -hmm. find him, you know, bloody with a a weapon and he standing
0: over him with an axe.
1: Yeah. And he kind of just rambles his way into explaining it. You know, he's saying like what he did specifically in a lot of detail slitting his wrists and neck and trying to stop his
0: heart but not being able because to. he was in pain because it but he couldn't i couldn't stop his heart i couldn't kill him like he couldn't die
1: yeah and yeah. that paired with you know him hearing the voice of mm-hmm. this thing uh i thought
0: that all was really effective I you too. know
1: and it was kind of the creepiest stuff of the film i I like
0: i like when uh when the the corpse starts talking to michael mcdonald yeah and it's like it's there's like a subtle very very subtle practical effect there where like his head is from the angle it shot like his head is kind of turned towards him and like you can see his neck and there's like Something's like sort of moving in his neck a little bit. It's like very, very, very subtle, um, and I I liked that a lot. And yeah, then Michael McDonald cool. grabs the the gun and like bashes its skull in. Because like, oh, it was the corpse was talking to me. I love uh, that. Yeah, and I, he's sort
2: of put in a very similar position as to the uh, the guy from earlier who killed the.
0: Well, yeah, because he's been he's been like the the very like the voice of reason, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. like his little moment of madness is, like, interesting. But then again, like, nothing really comes of that. I, I think that one of the things that deflates, another thing that deflates the scene where he encounters the deer god out in the woods is uh, that he responds to the the entity's, like, soliloquy. He's like, where were you? Or were you there when I created the stars? No. <laughs> Were you there when I created time? When I created the earth? No. I didn't do anything to you. I'm just trying to get out of here. It's just like... <laughs> hey man, I'm just trying to live, dog. <laughs> it's like, it's so, like, not the, the, I think, appropriate response to, like, what he's experiencing. It's just kind of like... They're building like this, this cool little bit of atmosphere in a largely atmosphereless film, and then it's just like no,
1: it just, just <laughs> lets a let
0: little bit of air out of that balloon that they were blowing
1: up. A bit. Uh, the one other scene I want to talk about is probably the most atmospheric, uh, artistically done mm. sequence of the film, and that's the scene where the uh the rageful guy finally snaps mm-hmm. and we get this amazing long take of him going through and killing several people um and it's really well done like really there's a, a lot way. of practicals that are done uh, and, and a lot also of cool like
2: po- in post uh, some some shots that look really good too, like when he like shoots a couple of those guys in the face, or like there's one where um, a guy's like lower down and he puts his hand up and he shoots through his hand and into mm-hmm. his head. Yeah, like it's it's clear it's done in post and like you can you can tell, but like for a film of this like production level and it's value, quick. like it looks good. It's quick, yeah, it looks yeah, quick. like well, it looks it looks like quite serviceable and fine. Like I was I was quite pleased with well, uh, all, all of that. What's
0: cool about it too is like again it's all done in one long single take as he goes to like a couple of the cabins and like busts into these dudes bedrooms and shoots them and stuff but then he leaves one and he's walking back out uh, you know sort of across the courtyard or whatever and then he and you hear a gunshot and he goes down and in the same take the camera then goes down along the path over to the other guy who has gotten a gun who has shot him and then the camera kind of moves around and starts following him as they're like sort of shooting at each other and they're exchanging
2: shots in a way. Way that films rarely do, um, like action sequences rarely do, like so often in films, like when a guy has been shot, like that's the end of the fight. And it's really gratifying to see like people kind of exchanging shots with each other and still going it felt good it yeah, felt they've really been hit good. a couple
0: of times but it's like they're still moving like because there's some adrenaline you know like it, yeah. it feels
2: so they're missing it, shots it, it feels, feels sloppy more, like in a real way yeah
0: it, it feels more realistic and it's mm-hmm. like that's another I love example that scene, yeah. that's another example of like just like with all the other instances of violence in this movie where like the sort of like clinical more scientific like approach to it is really effective yeah. and it's like I think that stuff is good for for violence because it makes it more like raw and gruesome and sort of like forces you to confront it in a way that like a lot of cinema doesn't because it like makes it more cartoony or whatever. But I I wish that that was mixed. I wish that was mixed with some, some more like, Artistic flourishes in other parts of the movie. You know, I feel like that's what it's missing. Like, if you want to make the violence cold and clinical, like that's an that's an effective tactic in in film. I, I think. mean,
1: but build it. You know, pair it with characters that you know have distinguishing characteristics.
0: Yeah, you know, make, I think make me care when some guy gets I, shot in the yeah, head. Yeah, I think know, that shootout would have
1: had a lot more oomph to it if like. Those characters meant a lot to us.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I agree.
1: Those two characters are probably the most developed characters in the movie, but still that's a very low bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I I think that's about all I had to say on this. Oh, interview. I have one last
2: thing. Same character, the rage guy who goes around shooting everybody is the yeah. same guy who was like hitting the fridge. Mm-hmm. I do I do want to mention the giggles we got out of that one sequence where a guy's like walking back to the main area from the site. And we see our rage character chopping wood
0: <laughs> oh,
2: <yeah. laughs> and and uh, instead of like normally just like chopping wood he 's like he 's out there he 's chopping wood because he 's our rage character with rage issues he's every time he 's chopping wood yeah. Graham, and he hits the wood. It's just and it's like a like like a like a, it's it's almost like an anime shout where it's like like Hydrokin and we're like kinda like joking about that. Sure in the
0: you yeah, it's like <laughs> Rasengan
2: And he's like hitting the, the fucking uh Yeah, he's like like chopping yeah, the chopping wood the and it's like wood. and then it cuts to the this other character as he's walking up and you hear him still
0: in the background. It's like, like way off in the ah! distance. Swack. like that's what's funny about and it, it. Yeah, we we got to laugh at all It's like this. him being so frustrated at like his ability, like his inability to act on any of the crazy shit that's happening. That all he can do is just scream and chop wood. It's like okay, that's fine in and of itself, but it is pretty funny to have like this long take of like following a different character, like walking from one location to another, and just like off in the distance, you just hear. Well- ah-
2: well, well, like the other character doesn't acknowledge it either. No, like it's just weird. Yeah, it's just kind of like an odd, odd one, like way.
0: One thing I, I I do want to compliment this movie on sure. is um from from a technical perspective. Uh, I think the the audio quality is very good. Yeah, you know, there's not a whole lot sure. in terms of like sound design or music. No, I suppose like lavalier of, mics
2: all around. But a
0: lot of this is shot on location. Mm-hmm. Like I I did see that they were like living in these cabins that they where they were shooting like for a, a period of time. Sure. And like they're you know they're out in the woods and it's in the far north, so like it's cold and wind like wind oh is God, like your, dude, the bane it, of my existence. It, it, yeah, like any audio guys like worst nightmare when shooting outside is is the fucking wind. And throughout this movie they managed to maintain very consistent good audio quality if they are doing ADR in any of the external scenes. Noticed. It's good enough that it's it's seamless. Yeah. So either they're getting which is very which is more e-
2: than I can say for Morbius.
0: Either they're <laughs> either they're getting either they're getting very good on location uh, audio quality, which if they are impressive, or they're doing very very high quality ADR, yeah. which if they are impressive yeah i mean so, like either way
1: the the distant screaming is a great example of good sound design no right? it's true like, like as funny as that was
2: is. definitely done in post yeah sure totally oh yeah and like it does sound like he's screaming in the distance it's just that it, the the effect is that it's comedic instead i am yeah. Uh, yeah i think i know exactly what i'm gonna give this movie How do y'all feel? Well, then go Go for for it. it. I'm going to go for it then. Yeah, um, I'm going to give this movie a uh, it's been a while since I've gone first. Uh, uh, Thank you. Uh, I think uh, an easy three, like three out of five. It is. um, I'm going to give it. I definitely like there have been a lot of movies where I've been kind of disappointed with them and I have them a two point five. I think this is a solid three. Like I'm not super bitter at this movie. Like that's one thing I'll say about it compared to Sea Fever. Sea Fever left me kind of bitter. Like I I was yeah, really sea fever
0: kinda pissed me off. Yeah. Like
2: like outright, yeah. Like and it's because of like what it could have been, right? It was the thing at sea. Mm. You know, we we've talked about it before. But um that was in, like one of our year end catch ups, I think, for twenty nineteen. Um I think
0: it was a mid year catch up. Yeah,
2: yeah. And uh you're right, it was a mid year. And uh, uh but this film, like I think it did get past that. I am bummed. I am bummed out because that concept of like, oh, it's oh my God, like it's turning their brains into cephalopod, you know, like Mm -hmm. cells or whatever um, is extremely cool to me because there are a lot of really fun theories uh like like dumb like conspiracy-esque level theories of how like cephalopods like their genetic structure is so different from like like anything else biologically that they are aliens
0: i don't think that's conspiracy theory i think there's a fair amount of scientific evidence to suggest that that i mean they're not like recent aliens but that like the 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 simple like single-celled life forms that octopi evolved from could have come to earth after life had already developed like on an asteroid what is what is that panspermia is that is that what that theory is damn i think that's how
2: i identify as panspermia panspermia. yeah
0: i think uh, think that's what it is when the theory that life comes to earth in like microbiotic form from an asteroid some, yeah. something like
2: that. I don't very know. cool. Um w- that would make sense. But um yeah, that sort of premise and I think playing with that I I uh, I, I would have definitely liked to have seen more of that. Could use some more tentacles? But where I feel like sea fever like <laughs> it, it definitely. Um and like there's a good start on that. You know, like they do you know, with the guy's arm the like bubbling a arm is
0: something, but yeah, then there's n- nothing ever really comes of that,
2: yeah, and kind of
0: tell us about it and but. you know
2: even even if it had been like bad puppetry, I would have been there for that I, yeah. I would have liked to have yeah. seen a little bit more Sorry. of like you know like something writhing under their skin that is them. You know, like that's the cool thing is like the parasite is like, it's their bodies, you know, changing. And like that would have been cool to see more of because, like, yeah, you know, that's why it's affecting their brains too. Like their brains are shifting as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's an extremely cool idea there, but I don't feel like, I, I feel like that, that idea could still be done like in a movie like I don't feel like this movie it's like there have been times in the past where I'm like well you had your chance and that's it like we're never gonna see that again you of know course. like but I, I don't feel that way about this movie so like I, I feel like yeah solid three nothing too high nothing too low not too hard not too soft boys to men <laughs> solid three
1: I am in full agreement I think this is definitely a three out of five movie um, i will say i'm glad we watched it that uh yeah I, I think this movie is much stronger in concept than execution and i think Nick s is a much stronger writer than he is the director did he write it um yes. yeah he did mm. um which yes. you know maybe in the future you know he'll grow over time if he continues directing movies sure. um of room. but yeah i think overall like this movie was it was all right. It was all right.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a ditto from me. Uh 3 out of 5 feels just right. Um a lot of lot of interesting stuff conceptually, um but I I feel like this movie would have benefited greatly from uh a, a different director, you know, um somebody who maybe had a little bit stronger sense of the of the medium of film because I think you know, like we've talked about, the ideas, the writing, like there's definitely something there. There's a lot of really cool, interesting, spooky concepts, and a lot of like the exposition and dialogue is is not bad, you know? Like there, there's a lot of cool stuff there, but there needs, if it's going to be translated into a visual medium, there needs to be something, like, to engage the viewer more. Otherwise, you know, just publish a publish a short story you know um, so yeah well I mean that's unanimous three out of five for Black Mountain side definitely an interesting little movie Did, you, did that I would you mention, not have seen otherwise. Did
2: you mention that mountain and side are two words?
0: No, I didn't. Okay, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. That has been, been driving me fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like the nitpickiest of nitpicks. It's super
2: nitpicky. I'm, gl- nit- I'm glad we're mentioning this after we've already rated the movie, frankly. The nitpickiest
0: frankly. of nitpicks, but, but it like, does need mentioning. From the moment this film was brought to my attention, the fact that mountainside is not one word drives me insane. <laughs> like,
2: it <is> it's <laughs> like mountainside is a word,
0: right? Mountainside is totally a word, yes. Like, a a single word, mountainside, but it's Black Mountain Side instead of Black Mountain Side. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Beyond that, it's a good name, though.
0: Um, I like
2: the name a lot, actually, yeah. Yeah. It's it's evocative. Um, Though, I will say, I thought it was kind of weird that I said it as a joke because I liked visually how the shot looked of like the the forest with the cabins and the words black mountainside and red like as a shot like it looked good the problem is is that like the the translation is kind of off because like it is black mountainside but and it's you went red. with red text like again again like visually it
0: looks blood, good blood on the snow it's yeah, blood on yeah. the snow
2: et cetera I get it but like um I would have probably done like. Don't be so
0: literal, Clayton. I
2: know, I know. Don't be
0: so fucking literal.
2: What What even is symbolism?
0: Well, uh, next week is uh, my pick, as I I learned Mm. only just before we started (laughs) this episode. But that's okay, because I came up with something to choose. I'm excited. uh, From our list of sequels. Uh, we're going to be talking about Cube 2 Hypercube We're
2: hyping Get hyped for
0: Hypercube <laughs> Which I've never seen Same um, I meant, you know, of course many times have seen the original Cube also And, same. and yeah. have a lot of appreciation for it You can listen to our episode on that But next week we'll be discussing Cube 2 It's Hyper a fun Cube.
1: one I've seen it uh, and I I will say it is a movie with, the <laughs> with are things, things in it? going on. Things yeah. are as, long, on. Oh, as long as it has
0: stuff for us to talk about, that's all I care it about. Definitely it definitely does. Hell yeah. Well, then I'm excited. Awesome. Do we have uh, predictions from men oh, last week? Yes, oh, yes, we do. Gosh. I
1: almost forgot. Thank you for that. All right. So let's see. First off. For Rotten Tomatoes, I predicted 92, T.C. predicted 88, and Cleve, you predicted 82.
0: Uh-oh. I think Cleve's got this
1: Currently, one. this movie is sitting at 73 on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Um, in terms of collective... Well, not nice. I kind of wish... Yeah. Yeah. In terms of collective rating, um, I predicted 4.5, T.C. predicted 4.7, and Cleve, you predicted 5. So uh, I think okay. I won that. Yeah, yep. just by lowballing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then box office, Damn. I predicted fourteen million. TCU predicted thirty million,
2: and Cleve you predicted forty million. Oh no, wrong! I definitely didn't get that
1: um, opening one. Opening weekend was three point three million.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay, that is actually a little bit surprising. I won that as well, just by lowballing once again. So Mm -hmm. uh, men underperformed across the board uh, for what we were expecting.
2: Shame. More ways than one. But also nice your episode on that one because man, kind of checks out. I'm not surprised. But Uh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I think. no, it underperformed for us as well. I, I still liked it. Anyway, no need to relitigate that. We just talked about it last week. Sponsor time. This episode
2: of Pod People is brought to you by the letter W. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, 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 yeah, Out here
2: <laughs> Getting that sesame screet Alright Keeping it sesame discreet On the street Oh damn
0: okay. Bars <laughs> Alright spit king <laughs>
2: <laughs> My fancy feet are so fleet I'm keeping it discreet on the sesame
0: street with the letter W. Beating my meat to the letter W. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> just just like former president George W but. Oh my
2: god. Oh my god. It all it all comes together
0: nothing's coming together uh but Except this epi- this episode is coming to an end yes it is
2: <laughs> so well saying like, wait
0: if you like the show leave us a five star rating on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i like the show you can well have you left us a five star rating on yeah. apple podcasts yeah i don't believe you you don't have an apple device <laughs> i used to yeah, but you don't need more, motherfucker. Um,
2: well, I learned. I, I learned.
0: You can uh, you can become a supporter whoa, whoa. of the show at patreon.com slash PodPeoplePod. Can, can
2: you rate us on? Can you rate us on like uh, the other things that we're on, like Stitcher? I think and- they
0: actually. I th- added Spotify. Spotify uh, I think on Spotify you can Reviews now. now. Hey, yeah. I, give us one there, honestly, I don't know. I use Apple. Wherever you are, for my podcasts. see
2: if you can, because we're all over the place. We're not just on. We're not just on Apple. We're, well, you know you're listening. No, you all, know where we are.
0: You, you you know where you're listening to us. Review can- us on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. <there> you go. <laughs> Yeah, give us a give us a Yelp review. My fries
2: were cold when they were served to me on this podcast.
0: Uh, the burger was stinky. Just like this show. Uh but if you want to give the stinky show money, you can, you can do it at patreon.com slash pod Uh shout outs to honorary pod boys Sam Simon and Zach Confer. Special shout out to Zach for uh curating yes. this episode yeah. for us. Thank you, Zach. And giving us a, uh, suggesting to us a film that I am fairly confident in saying that none of us would have ever found otherwise. No, we wouldn't have found it.
2: And, and frankly too, like I, I really liked the pick and I, and I, hopefully that doesn't sound patronizing because I mean that earnestly. Like I, I, uh, I said it while we were watching the movie and that's, I wish we watched more movies like this on the podcast. It's
0: true. He did say that.
2: Mm, I did. I and confirm. like, I, uh, I think, um, where it's like they're they their lower budget, they didn't get like the same kind of circulation. Um, or Renown, and I hope to pick more like that in nice, the future.
0: Nice to get a deep cut every now and then. Yeah, well, and yeah, it's like, a lot we'll, to talk about. Deep, deep, deep cut. I think yeah. what,
2: what's interesting is, like, I've come across a lot of those movies in the past year or so, but that has been post year of the squeakle, where we've been sort of mm-hmm. picking our, you know, sequels the whole year as our, our little gimmick deal. Yeah. And so, like, I think after, like, in, like 2023 is also gonna bring a lot of, like, hopefully, you know, a lot more of those. So, like, keep picking them, Zach. Like, yeah. I, uh... No, I, I appreciate it. And I hope, hopefully, you know, like our, our opinions may, may differ. Or, or hopefully. You don't mind our opinions That may differ Yeah it, um, On that front Feel free to
0: pick more movies Like this in the future too, like, Provided we didn't scare you off With our mediocre yeah. review <laughs> Well I've got, got, got plenty of side. peers
2: Like who 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 love horror movies I can't stand And vice yeah. versa You know Like and I, yeah. I, I respect that a lot So I, th- I think it was a great choice I, And I mean that earnestly So no, thank no, you
0: I definitely appreciated it yeah. So uh, again If you want to be like Zach and Sam mm-hmm. uh, You can do so At patreon.com Slash pod people pod mm-hmm. Hey Follow- we're
2: small enough That we'll talk to you Directly like this too yeah. Which is pretty cool
0: Cool. I will hit you up mm-hmm. personally. Yeah,
2: I want to hear more <laughs> of your thoughts. And and two, yeah, keep keep me apprised. I want to hear more of Zach's thoughts on on this movie. I, I wanted to. Yeah.
0: yeah, you have access to him too, dog. I don't, I don't go
2: on Twitter. Are you kidding?
0: Speaking of Twitter... <laughs> I don't go on that. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PodPeoplePod and at letterbox.com slash PodPeoplePod. Yeah, don't be find, like
2: me. Go on Twitter. where
0: you'll find a list of all the films <laughs> we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links, and links to those reviews. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at SomeSpookySnake and... If you follow me on Twitter at some spooky snake and you listen to the podcast and you send me a DM, I'll answer it. (laughs)
2: And, I'm on Twitter At Mr. Sheets And if you're Somehow not a brand Advertising to another Brand and just Actually a consumer On Twitter um, uh, You can find me Via Lightarc Studio uh, uh, that's, On the not Active Twitter That yeah, you don't use That I don't really Use that much These days um, I will once we have Like something important And big to share But what you can Really find me Where you can really Find me at Is uh, Dreadxp.com um, Or any of our games uh, Under the publisher Wing of Dread XP, um, of which I am working on many right now. Uh, of which we have many out, but most importantly and most recently, uh, as of last two weeks ago, according to when this is going to be releasing, uh, the Dread X Collection Five is out, and there's some really cool games on that. If you like midsummer, there's a Midsummery game. Um, there's a really cool like club themed game uh, called Resver. Like, there's so many cool games in the fifth Dread X Collection, which I did a lot of the art assets for. One of which being is a really cool poster in the office wall that says business, it's good for business, which I was very pleased with. Um, I also did a horror movie, like like John Carpenter horror movie poster of the Hang in There Cat. That I was pretty <laughs> pleased with. Um, there's some good art. Uh, I, I, I did some pretty pretty fun art for that uh, collection, and I, I would I would I would recommend it. It's the Dreadx Collection Five. Um, there's some cool, some really phenomenal developers worked on that game. and There's some super cool stuff. But anyway, that's it for me.
0: All right, well. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember, we're omnipotent, we're omniscient, so why wouldn't we be omnipresent?
2: Punch your fridge. You know, that movie, it had a lot of good ideas.
0: Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>